Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsessions will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a Hello and welcome to The Dork Forest. I'm Jackie Cation. You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com. If you like a determiner, FamilyPetAncestry.com, which I just renewed because it's funny. Let's do the credits. You just heard the song that Mike Rickberg composed and sang with his wife, Sarah Cohen. He will sing his words to the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program. Patrick Brady's going to fix this audio and Vilmos does JackieCation.com, the website, DorkForest.com has available essentially player notes and the YouTube version of the show. You can listen to the show on iTunes and Stitcher and all the things, but you can also listen to it on YouTube or on dorkforest.com. JackieCation.com has all my stand-up comedy information and the merch for Dork Forest. You can get t-shirts, you can get CDs, you uh, can get pins that say Spooky Reading Girl or Meat Shield, but they are not available on the website. You have to email me, Jackie at JackieCation.com. There's also the calendar of my stand-up comedy to find out where I'm playing near you. If I'm not playing near you, talk to your local comedy club and request me. What the heck? There are also videos of my stand-up. You can watch my Conan. You can watch clips from my DVD and links to my other podcast, The Jackie and Lori Show on Nerdist, which is just about stand-up comedy. Anyway, there is also a donation button on both JackieCation.com and DorkForest.com. It's a PayPal button. Uh, all it is is a way to donate to support the show. You can do that by using the Amazon banner, which is just a link to get you to Amazon, which uh, supports the show. You just order like normal. It doesn't cost you extra. And you can use the donation button just to donate. If you don't like PayPal, you can Venmo me, Jackie at JackieCation.com. There is also uh, premium episodes at thedorkforest.bandcamp.com. And those cost $2 a piece because they're live episodes and they cost me some money to put up. So if you've run through all the episodes, you can go to Bandcamp and get like 10 more. What the heck? So much info. I'm sure I'm forgetting something. Thanks for supporting the show. Let's get into it. Hey, it's Jackie Cation in the living room. Uh, the miscarriage of justice, the fact that Ryan Singer has not been on this program. It just feels weird, man. Uh, well, I'm very excited to be to be uh, in the dork forest. Uh, dork, so dork, thanks dork, for having dork. me. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Uh, this is year uh, 13. You're right here in the beginning. It's, uh, it's Halloween weekend. Uh, when this will come out, uh, right, right before Halloween, and you will have had an album drop two weeks earlier, because we're taping this a little early, because I'm probably in Cambodia uh, fighting the good fight, trying to, trying to recreate, um, I don't know, I'm trying to help the Cambodians win. Anyway, no, I don't know what I'll be doing. But, uh, but it's <laughs> I was right. like, wait, wait, there, this wait. is more than a vacation. Exactly. This is like some spy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie Cation, Jason Bourne. It's at ryansingercomedy.com. Uh, your comedy is a delight. Everyone should find it because uh, you are uh, the smart silly that I have always enjoyed. Well, thank you. I appreciate you saying that. And at Rye Sing on Twitter and Instagram, R-Y-S-I-N-G. And your album, Free Love, uh, will be free. 
Yeah, it is free. So uh, it's go to free Amazon. Right now. Yeah, go to Amazon. Go to uh, and my website. It. Go to your even, website. Right. I even Singer got County. the like. Uh, I even bought like some domain names like ryansingersfreelove.com, freelovedownload.com, okay, or ryansingercomedy.com. They'll all take you to the same place. There'll be a place to download. They're going to the ask album. you to re-up that in two years. Yeah, I know. And you're like, and nope. I'm going to be like, why have I done this to myself? <laughs> I own exactly. 17 domain names oh, man, for things so I never thought. I and you uh, weren't going to sustain. Yeah, 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 they're done. I've got whitetrashwerewolf.com that oh, goes to my website because I came up with this cartoon <laughs> show idea that I was like, there's no way this doesn't sell. <laughs> I better get the domain name now <laughs> before I even wrote the treatment. <laughs> Uh, that kind of belief system is fantastic. Yes, so. I have a family pet ancestry dot com, <laughs> yeah. and it just if if you want to know where your cat came 23 from, twenty three and meow, <laughs> <laughs> son of a bitch. Uh, I am writing that, yeah, down. Write that down and meow. Uh, it's so sad that that joke is on a previous album because I would tag that shit up with twenty three and meow. Um, holy hell! Anyway. Ryan Singer. Have you ever thought of, because I think about that all the time, and comedians talk about that all the time, like, oh, you know, I got the joke on the album, but it's so much better now. Right. Have you ever thought of doing like a redo, or like the, a redux, uh, like, or a, uh, a best of? Or a director's cut? <laughs> director's, I, the, my first album, Circus People, and my, it wasn't my first album, my first album, I ripped, I burned myself on the computer in 1998, but my first professionally you know, mastered kind of thing. It's called Circus People. And so, and then my next album was Bread. And Bread was the best. I mean, essentially, that was my first album. Circus People is fine. There's jokes on there that I'm not completely annoyed with. But uh, I redid several jokes from Circus People and from the 98. I did a lot of the 98 stuff, which is Cake is Not My Downfall. And um, It's a great name. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, so, but it all went on. It's never going to be bread. The the titles just keep getting longer. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this will make an excellent horcrux. Uh, and I am not the hero of the story. Are the names of my... But I was thinking uh, pre-gentrification for the next one. What do you think? Oh, Get it? It's a pun on yeah. my name. Yeah, no. I, I'll be over here. I, <laughs> 23 and meow. <laughs> I do love the... Uh, I do love that name. I you also love, love the old play. burned albums, or our first albums ourselves that we sold. Because yeah. when I first... Like 16 years ago now is when I first started. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think maybe a year in, I'm like, I need merch. I need... I'm ready for an album. <laughs> And I was a much different comedian and a much different person. You were a caricature person. of a young man. Yeah, it sounds I was. Like. Yeah, and um, uh, I was. You were very not dark. the white trash werewolf that I no. wanted. No. <laughs> that we all need. I was a dark anti, like very anti-religious guy. Like my first album, I think I called it um, uh, "Your Personal Guide to Suicide." Was oh, the name Christ. of the album I had burned. Big fan of Bill Hicks, were you? Yeah, big uh, big fan. I'm exhausted. Um, Lenny Bruce. Sure. Uh, Every I, sad sack. I kind of believed that Andrew Dice Clay's album, The Little After Died Part 2, where it's recorded after Dice Rules, um, to like a sold out you know, Madison Square Garden where everyone right. loves him. The Day the Laughter Died Part 2 is like at the comedy store, and there's like maybe 12 people in the original room. Yeah. And it ends with him in a confrontation with someone off stage. And you have to turn the volume up all the way to hear the confrontation play. Right. Out. 
And so I'm like, and he released that. Yeah, and he released it. And I'm thinking that makes to myself, me like him better, right? Yeah. But at the time, I took that too far. Right, like him took better. It like, oh, he is doing such next level satire mm. when he's using all these words to like that are no. disparaging. I think he's I like, like him better. A light, and I was like, oh no, that I went. <laughs> I too still far don't like him. Yeah. It's uh, he's just still not. And granted, he's not performing for me, so it can't possibly matter if I like him. So, uh, but uh, it does make me like him better than he did part two. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there is a part one. Oh really? I, people There's say no there are, but I've Garden? never been able to. Oh no, the day the laughter died, part one. Oh okay. This this is the day the laughter died part two i've never oh. been able to find part one oh. and now I, i've stopped looking right, obviously right, years right. later There's, but you have uh, a life to lead yeah and mm-hmm. uh but yeah and then i think my next burned album was uh it was the same vein uh the easy way to quit living wasn't it because i just read the book the easy way to wow. stop smoking congratulations for uh getting out of your 20s man oh, imagine man. Like, not what a killing nightmare of a person yeah um the herald of harold and without Mott. yeah this is it's yeah. very sad that's when i thought that you couldn't be funny unless you were miserable uh and i've done a complete 180 on that but um, well uh that's because it's patently untrue yes <laughs> and because miserable miserable fucks who wants to hang out with those people? Oh, they're and exhausting. you're just like, you're mean, you're angry, and you're occasionally funny. It's not enough. It's not enough yeah, for me. It's not even close to being uh, enough. Even then, it's not enough. But we just, I just didn't want to admit it. You know? Right, right. Well, it's hard. It's hard to admit that we're wrong and, and you know, just sort of take responsibility. And But the thing is, is it, it helps you change and get better. But it's super scary because you're like, well, I wonder what what will happen, yeah. you know, because you don't know. Because yeah. you don't know. And that's not to say that there can't be humor in darkness because, I mean, we definitely need it. Oh, my gosh. I, but, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the, my greatest fear when I – because I stopped uh, – I was getting drunk all the time, got a couple of DUIs, so I stopped drinking, right? So uh, my greatest fear was that I wouldn't be funny anymore and that I wouldn't get booked that was actually the greater fear because I wasn't partying with enough people. And uh, guess what? Did None of that happened. Uh, it turns out um, if you wake up without a hangover, you can get probably one more hour of work done a day because yeah. you're still tired and you're still a comic. And I had that same fear when I was younger and I kind of decided, I was like, I'm never going to be able to do the road if I have a DUI. Mm-hmm. Right. This is like almost more my car, my driver's license is almost more important than my notebook. Right. And to be a... To be a comic. Yeah, yeah. And so I stopped drinking yep. at shows. And I wouldn't even really have a beer. Because yeah. I remember one night, it was like my birthday, I ran a really bad bar show that was like an open mic in my hometown right. with a friend of mine. It was my birthday. What is your hometown? Dayton, Ohio. Thank you. And everybody there who worked there and my buddy who ran it kept lining up shots on stage. And I remember I just kept doing the shots, right? Oh, and my God. So I don't remember the night. Right. The next day I woke up on my buddy's couch and he goes, you've never been funnier. Oh, fuck you. And I was like, thank you for telling me that. And I'm never drinking again before I go on stage. I, I mean, don't like, believe I'm it. never being like that. Anyway, yeah. You know, I mean, occasionally on a late show, I'll have a beer or something, you know, well, you know, it's but, a, it's a big thing on those one nighters to, uh, to, to get the comic drunk. You know, I mean, when I did the road, uh, like that, which would have been from like 93 to 2003, there was like, there was always, you know, people. Matter of fact, I was in Northridge. Somebody uh, was like, I want to buy you a shot. I want to buy you a shot. We're going to do tequila. And I was like, nope, you, I will watch you drink that. 
and you knock yourself out, young man. Uh, but I'm a hundred, and I don't want your crazy ass <laughs> shot of tequila. <laughs> and uh, this isn't like the only night of my life, right? That right. I can be away exactly. or out of the house. I'm at right. work, actually. Exa- I'm actually at work. I'm not going to grab anyone's ass, and this I'm not going to get hammered. Out, man. Yeah, yeah. This is not. I know you think that comedy is different for jobs, but I'm not going to show you my vagina, and I'm not going to yeah. um, get hammered. I had. I mean, we've all had that happen to us, like where people will like send up a shot unannounced. Yeah. I mean, the great trick is that you don't. I didn't learn till later was that you just give the heads up to the bar staff. If somebody wants to send up a shot, put Coca Cola in there, and I'll yeah. you know, and we can act or like water, it. yeah, or yeah. water. And then then after that, I realized I don't have to pretend exactly for these people. What am I doing? Right, uh, these you wouldn't animals? pretend to do material you wouldn't do exactly for those animals. I mean, sure, corporate. Anyway, no, but the money's better. <laughs> not for two hundred bucks. No, not for two hundred bucks. And I'm staying at a super eight. Not for yeah, two hundred bucks and a door to the outside world. Exactly uh, from my hotel room. <laughs> you give me a hallway, and then maybe I'll do your shot. D- Ryan Singer, uh, comedy is a delight. But let I want to talk. I don't know. I mean, it's right before Halloween, so there's part of me that wants to get into the paranormal with you because oh, I can, know yeah, we can you, go. You and Rontowski crack me up with the power of the sun. First of all, have you seen her Instagram? I love her Instagram. Her, her Instagram paranormal is, Karen is great. Is her videos hilarious. They're not long. They're usually like so like weird commentary on wherever she, it's almost like my hotel art right where she comments on where she is but there's also ghost talk yeah and so do you have some, what do you do you have anything like that um i do i mean i have the paranormal podcast that, right you have that a paranormal I, but other podcast. than that I, I do like karen and i actually go on paranormal investigations together dun, dun, dun. Uh, so we have a lot of fun doing that yeah um yeah. What, what's the, the most paranormal? recent one we went to the yeah. uh, abandoned LA Zoo. We went there, oh, yeah. uh, and there happened to be Shakespeare in the park, so it wasn't a good night to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Yorick, is that you, yeah, Yorick? Yeah. And uh, it, the funny thing is, it like ruined our investigation. But I was also <laughs> really happy that there were hundreds of people there to watch Shakespeare in the park. Yeah, like I didn't me, know there like, was Shakespeare like, in the park. Oh, in Los you know Angeles? what? People still go see Shakespeare in the park, like. I want to go see dead. I, was, I want to go really see Shakespeare in the park. I didn't know that there was. And granted, Los Angeles is huge. There's, There's a everything things, yeah. of everything. What am I looking for? It's available. Yeah. Right. My ad. My ad. My ad. I'm about to do an ad. All right, Rangers. This one is another ad for Project Woo Woo the podcast. Lisa Orkin's a comic out of New York, and. It's a crazy, she interviews all the people that she's always wanted to talk to, but she doesn't know Jesus or Timothy Leary. So she has her comedian friends portray them and then she gets to ask the questions. So it's a great new podcast called Project Woo Woo. It's like Andy Kaufman meets Oprah. Lisa has her hilarious comedian friends play her favorite people in self-help, spirituality, and famous writers and philosophers. It's weird, entertaining, you learn stuff. Plus, Lisa Orkin is a very real, wacky, and vulnerable performer. So go to projectwoowoo.com and listen, subscribe. It sounds amazing. Or grab the link in my show notes. Yeah, projectwoowoo.com. Go listen and subscribe. Let's get back into the show. Yeah, I think the best part about, like, the paranormal stuff is, I mean, I try, I've got these hidden characters on YouTube. 
that I've created that are what? paranormal based ish. Um, oh, oh, sort of like YouTube accounts that are YouTube paranormal. accounts that I've created that I don't ever really. I don't tell people exactly who they are to find them. I just want people to stumble upon them, maybe, who have no idea who I am. Because right. you can't really tell it's me. Right. Um, because they look dra- uh, both of them look different than me, and both of them look different from each other. Okay. And it's like a feud between uh, a guy who does black magic and a guy who does guided <laughs> meditations. <laughs> and uh, so, like... As far, so like I don't know I, A friend of mine told know. me He's like This is a synopsis Of your career You spend all this time And energy Making something And you and then refuse hide it. To tell people about it Right Where can I hide this thing It's uh, So now If people did want to go to it Do they have to just Like start Going down a rabbit hole Of paranormal nonsense On the internet yeah, I think Or will if you, you tell them Well right there now? is a Nobody uh, listens to this show yeah, You're the, safe Well there's a very popular uh, Guy who teaches Black magic on YouTube His name is uh, e A, like the initials E A, co-edding, right. like K O E T T I N G. If you go watch a couple of his videos, this one guy, because I, you know, a guy from like Jash told me how to like backend hack tags and stuff. What is Jash and what is backend? Jash tag? is that YouTube network. Okay. That was started by like. Um, who is it? Like YouTube? Sarah Silverman and, oh. and uh, I think like Michael Sarah and Tim and Eric. Oh, I should. They know do like who branded. They do like branded content. It's <laughs> like all it. yeah. Okay. So they're out in Culver City anyway. So they let me use their green screen studio to film the okay. stuff. That's and so the one uh, a guy over there told me he's like you need to download this software. It's free. It'll teach you all you know. So you can go to this guy's page. You can see all like the tags and everything he uses for his videos. Okay, and, and you can use them for your videos, and it'll show up as suggested next. Okay, right. And I was like, I have. I was like, this. This is- that's the, you, by the way. That's the greatest. That that's just good business advice. Yeah, and I was like, and I never think of business. <laughs> uh, no, that has been made clear. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I do. So I think if you go watch EA Coetting, you might find this guy. His name is very similar. And I grew up Ryan in a Singer, su- I grew up it? in a suburb of Dayton, Ohio called Kettering. Okay. So uh, EA and- Kettering. <laughs> Uh, entertainment arts Kettering So it's like It's very similar to EA Coetting Is something 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 kettering. Okay fair enough So go look for it you guys And then watch the feud And the, oh, yeah, the Guided the meditation magic. stuff Is really fun to do too Like to make the music And to just kind of Really play with that Because a lot of those Guided I'll, I'll go down like YouTube guided meditation rabbit holes because I love that. I do like genuinely love it. Right. I listen to a lot of like chakra alignment meditation music when I'm before bed and stuff. There's things we like that 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 uh, that you can't you, you can't fight it. Like uh, so, is it mostly just sort of plink 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 of a of a guitar? What what kind of what's guided meditation music? It, it's kind of uh, it's it, it sounds like it sounds like magic. I it's like very whoosh. Are like there? Oh, there's Cynthia. Oh, okay, know, like that kind of stuff. Is there and then a wind every once in a while, involved? you hear like you'll hear some chimes every <laughs> once in a while, and then you'll hear like a like a you know a sound bowl, like a, you know, like almost like a a pleasant didgeridoo. Like oh, if a didgeridoo nice. like actually went to college, or you know. <laughs> Like, so it does sound very pleasant and soothing. Yeah, it's very soothing, very relaxing. But the guided meditation ones that, where they have people actually talking, mm-hmm. those are great. Because there's this guy, oh gosh, I haven't listened to him in a minute, but he's a money manifestation guy. Oh, he would like and to like, manifest some money in yeah, your life? so if you want to manifest money, you listen to this guy. And it, part of it's like, uh, some, there's some, at the heart of it, there's some good messages. Right. Like, I love people... 
I use money. Right. I don't use people and love money. Right. I love people. I use money. So it's that. Money is a tool. Money is a tool. Right. And I am, uh, uh, in, in my abundance, I will help everyone around me. It's like, that's part of it. But another huge part of it is like just him in the background. And I won't do it directly in the mic. Because it's like, you know, they've got all the technology figured out to where it sounds like they're walking in circles around you. Okay. And there's layers of things. So there's multiple, his same voice saying multiple things at the same time. Okay. One's in left ear, one's in right ear. You have to have headphones on. Headphones. And so you'll be here like i love people i use money and then in the background in your right ear in the distance you'll hear why don't you want money <laughs> what's wrong with you open up to money man like like cur- like almost cursing at you oh, like weird. just get over it yeah. accept money yeah. i'm the universe accept my money and oh that's you hilarious. are a person of light and a being <laughs> of endless infinite stardust why don't Holy... you want this money you idiot this really is a dorkdom stuff. this is some rabbit hole dorkdom man it's some There's, really great stuff this is some really great stuff so the paranormal podcast that you have do you interview people who are like ghost hunters and psychics and mediums and yeah such all like that. that like anybody who has like intuition to like a degree that they've tapped into it mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. or they grew up in a haunted house right um, what do you think of halloween I love Halloween. Do you love Halloween? I do love Halloween. I've never been a person who leaned into the costume aspect of it. Like, I do love getting dressed up in a costume. Sure. Usually I've been, it seems like the last 10 years I've always been like just working. Oh, okay. And so I've never. Are you working this year? This year, no. I'm okay. Not. Um, at least I don't, I don't think I am. Right. So I'll probably, I'm trying to figure out, I think I'm going to go, I'm going to do like old school good werewolf this year. Oh, there you go. Just so I can like. Go to a graveyard. Cut off jeans. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You could. Don't get mistaken for the Hulk, man. Don't do it. Don't wear purple. I don't think I. uh, I don't think I'm. My body frame is going to be. It's going to Hulk out. Anyone's going to. But like, I do love the idea of almost like becoming another thing for the night too. There's. I mean, I'm into therianthropy, uh, which is like werewolf. There's like, uh, you know, people identify as Therians. Like there's these... There's that a lot sounds of... like that instrument that you wave at and it makes a noise. Oh, uh, that's a theremin. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, when... A I think theorian. I'm saying it cor- uh, correctly. There's... there's, And people... Some people are going to say this whole thing has gone too far, right? Some people might say that. Like sure. some of these, you know... Anyway, more... They don't have their mind as open. Okay. But Therians are people who identify as animals. Oh, okay. Okay. And uh, so when I say some people are going to say it's it's like, oh, you know, like this whole transgender thing's gone too far. Now people are identifying as dogs. It's like, no, this has been around for a while. Right. Where there are like kids, there's a whole community online. Identify as people as animals. They're people who identify as like, I'm actually a lion. Yeah. Well, yeah. They they, have the the spirit or the soul of uh, a lion is now in a human body. Okay. So they know that they're people. Yes, they yes. know that they're people. Okay, just but checking. But they identify, they identify uh, with, yes, with like a lot of them are wolves. And, like you'll see a bunch of kids. Uh, if you ever see kids, and it's not all, not all these kids, but if you you see like teenagers walking around the mall or wherever with like clip-on tails, these cute little clip-on tails right. that, that become popular. I thought that that was like furries and and stuff like that. Well, it's, I don't um, think. I mean, a furry is someone who puts a whole costume on, right? Right. And a fervert, which I've been told, is yep. a very two to three percent of all furries are ferverts who like to have sex when they're in the costume. Yeah, yeah. So furries and, get mad when you think they're all just 
A bunch of perverts. Perverts, yeah. Uh, Because they're not. And even the perverts aren't perverts because they're perverts. They're perverts. I'm with them. I'm with them. I get it. (laughs) So Therians are these kids online and it's really... And they wear tails. And it's really touching if you... Because I've gone down these rabbit holes for the podcast, but... And they like... They found this community where they can relate to another kid yeah you know and uh they develop these relationships and so they'll just be like a couple kids like who date each other who both think that they're one thinks they're a wolf one thinks they're you know an owl or an eagle maybe and they're hanging out in a tree and it, one has a tail clipped on and it's like they found each other somehow right, right. in the modern world which is well, i hope cool. it doesn't manifest itself in like predator and prey business no i don't think it does yeah that's um, uh yeah no that is a that is a dangerous aspect of like well oh, i'm a wolf weird. i need to have i, I, I need yeah. to start by people yeah, and kill. Yeah. Please don't. There are uh, people who think, you know, that they're legitimately vampires though. I know it. There's a lot of um there's a lot of escapism and it's not for me to say that you as you know, as long as you aren't hurting anybody, I say live it up. Uh have always said such a thing. <laughs> I don't necessarily not may not, you know, I don't know what to do with that, but maybe I don't have to. Maybe yeah, it's got nothing to do with me. I don't think any of us know what to do. I mean, my question has always been, how do you even know that that's what you think you are? Right. Was it ayahuasca? Did yeah. a dragon talk yeah. to you? What happened? Yeah, I don't know. The, from what I've been told, they're not going around trying to like bite people. They have, some of them will get, they'll find people who like want to donate their blood to a vampire. And so the person will just drink it out of a cup kind of thing. And you can only drink so much, very little amounts. Right, right. Um, I would imagine it they, would make you And the you person Ill. has to be on, and the person who wants to be the donor, they have to like go on like strict diets, you know, to make sure that the blood isn't bad. I don't know. You can't really drink human blood. From the research I've done, like you can't really drink <laughs> human blood. No, no, I bet you, I bet you not. And, I've done no research. Gonna, gonna, gonna figure you're not supposed to. Yeah, and, but these people claim. I mean, the donor party. Yeah. Um, but I think it was well done. Yeah. 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 And I think, you know, when your body needs anything, something or anything, then Mm -hmm. then I think that's a little bit different. But the the idea that they feel better when they have a little bit of it is, I think, what really resonates with them. Like some, I don't know how they're like, maybe I'm, maybe I should try this or I don't know how the first, like the first time you drink human blood to thinking it might I don't know where that comes from. I don't know where it comes from either. Okay. But then the idea. Just checking. Yeah. The idea is that they feel. But there's a lot of different. Right. But there's a lot of different things like that. There's like any number of people believe that the world is flat and you're like, have you been around the world? And, uh, and. There's no convincing them. Have you talked to any of them? I have talked to people that are close. What does that mean? Um, well, there's the best video I've ever seen on the internet. Yes. Uh, to argue for flat Earth, we're gonna say is this. that your dorkdom is YouTube. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. gonna. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like this is the best video I've ever seen, and I can't find it again. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna have to recreate oh, it. Oh, that's that's a classic. Um, yep. This guy is on his driveway, and I want to guess that he came from this video. He probably lived like where I grew up in southern Ohio. He was kind of a hillbilly. Sleeveless t-shirt, shorts on, flip-flops, in his driveway with a hat, um, drinking a beer. And then something, the video is really short, and he goes, oh, the flat earth, hold my beer. And he picks up a soccer ball that's on like the, the floor of the garage. Yeah. And it's got a dent in it. He's like, this is the earth. Give me my beer. 
And then he takes the beer, pours his beer into the dent in the soccer ball. He goes, right. that's the ocean. So that's the ocean in the earth. Watch what happens. And he moves the earth up like he's rotating it. And then the ocean falls out. He goes, earth's flat. And that's the end of the video. <laughs> so his argument is that gravity doesn't exist. Like the ocean right. would spill off of the globe right. if the earth wasn't flat. It was the funniest thing I've <laughs> ever seen in my life. Because he's just like, earth's flat. Like it was so clear to him. Right, right. Yeah, that's a, that's a failure of public education yeah, right there. I don't I, – I can't get into the uh, – I can't get into the flat earth one. No, no. No, no. It's a – I don't even – I don't know what to do with that. I mean, again, much like the vampires and the and the people with the tails and think that they're uh, deer or whatever, um, you do whatever you want as long as, you know, you don't – hurt anybody i mean if yeah, you and I'm, your I'm friends all want to yeah. you know have a have a turkey dinner and talk about how the earth is flat on thanksgiving day you knock yourself out but uh you don't I, start rounding people up who don't think right right, right? Yeah, and no pun intended i guess there no rounding right. Them oh up. right you've been rounding but, uh, them up like my oldest brother um when harry potter came out he was like i will not let my children read that because magic is real and i was like i thought you were christians magic isn't real if you're and he's like it is evil and real. And I was like, uh, I'm done talking to you about this. And cause I don't know, I don't know what to do with that. And all of his children have, uh, I mean, literally they, he homes, they homeschooled him. And so they have been reeling for decades <laughs> trying to get an education and to figure out their lives yeah. from being essentially hit with a shovel for 11 Try years. To catch up to the rest of them. Yeah. Yeah. Else. So like my oldest niece is pushing 40 and she's got a degree in, in biology, but, uh, you know, realized she didn't want to go into science. She just wanted an education. And uh, <laughs> so she's just always in school. <laughs> like, well, no, she has a she's a like uh, runs a catering business, and so she has a real job. But she's like, no, I need to get some information yeah, from yeah. a scientist, not from an evangelist. <laughs> Is that okay, Dad? And uh, I got this new studio apartment. It's the closet of a library. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna live in it and read some yeah. shit. Uh, yeah. So I mean, it's it's. It's. I think that he he did his children a disservice, is what I'm saying. Is like, and he thinks that he's been a pretty good dad. And I mean, if you count food and clothing and shelter, sure, raise the bar is what I've always said to him. You know, if that's going to be on your gravestone, well, they didn't starve to death. <laughs> yeah, and it's a, funny to me too, just like the history of all of that, like magic being framed as evil and being framed as dark and. You know, and then like witches, and I think it was the, uh, what do I, it was at the Renaissance. Uh, like, or just the, like, just like all this is bad because we've got the good stuff. Um, and so taking, whether it's religion or magic, because magic was around long before right, know, and Christianity the, and, and all that other stuff. Right. And, and, the, and the purveyors of it were mostly like old wives, you know, yeah. who were like, all right, I'll do it. And they, you know, and so, when I this is completely without any basis in fact, but I think that as more people were uh, the civilization moved forward and there was more sitting around, and uh, so guys got to learn the things that the old wit the old wives knew, they were like, oh, so it's just that, and and I'm sure the old wives some of them were abusing their power, and so the dudes were like, well, we're going to take that power back. 
and you're an asshole and we're going to burn you alive. And so, and it, of course, then, then the coin flipped. Yeah. And it's like, don't be more speculative. Don't uh, be more powerful than us. And I I think that's why you see a reemergence of, I mean, you, you see a reemergence of a lot of witches right now. And right. I think it's awesome because it's like with the rise of the matriarchy comes, comes this. And with magic, and I've talked to a lot of women who identify as Wiccan mm-hmm. or pagan and uh, into magic. Yes. On those, I have been a crystal clutcher myself since uh, easily the late, uh, eh, I'd go middle 80s. And uh, so it's not like, so I've hung out with, like there was a woman, a great uh, friend of mine from an old job who collected rocks. And uh, I used to say, Sally Ann Farrar, it was pre-podcast. I was like, you should have a radio show called uh, Hello and Welcome to Rock Talk. I have rocks that she gave me. Oh, I can, Oh, that looks like uh, a nice rose quartz right there. I got a rose quartz. I got an amethyst. And then I've got that, I think it's hematite. Oh, I don't know yeah, what, the silvery, shimmery, dark the, one. Right, right. Yeah, that one. Yeah. She was. She gave me that. Oh, that's She awesome. said it was a success rock. Oh, I like it. Yeah, and I'm wearing some tiger's eye right now. What does it look like? Um, does it look like a tiger's eye? Um, it's like that brownish gold swirled into... Here, let me take it off so, okay. you, so you can better see. But uh, it's in a, a friend of mine made that for me in Pittsburgh. Um, that's the cool thing about like having... You know, the podcast nowadays, I mean, as you know, like you show up somewhere and somebody's got something for you. Yeah, they got a trinket. Yeah. They, 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 and, uh, they, they made you. Like, oh, this is really cool. Yeah. So I that is to, really cool. It's hard to keep track of. What's Tiger me, Eye like, supposed to be for? Exactly. That, that's what I was going to. It's like hard for me to keep track of like all oh, okay. the different things for stones. But this is supposed to be. Um, it's supposed to. I think it's supposed to help ground me. Okay. Um, and then also it helps bring the spirit realm to the physical realm. Okay. Like make that connection, right? I believe, and for me, a lot of them are just—they're good reminders uh, to be thoughtful. Like I like to wear carnelian, which is like a pretty orangey okay. stone when I'm like doing shows because it's supposed to be—it's supposed to help for performance. Okay, and the uh, for me, it's just a good reminder. Like be present and okay. be aware that you're lucky to be doing this. Oh yeah, you know. So like really like kind of enjoy the performance. Yeah. Right? Oh, that's yeah. cool. So I, I love all that stuff. But like, there's, there's, for me, there's a connection too between like people who really practice witchcraft and like art, um, and like a lot of young women. I feel like when they were younger, even like as young girls mm-hmm. and things. From all the women I've talked to, the one common thread I've noticed it's like this empowerment. There's a there's a sense of empowerment and taking control over over the environment. Because that's I think what magic is and that's what prayer and yoga and all this stuff is. It's like how can I affect the elements around me to help my favor? You know? Oh interesting. That's what we're all trying to do with everything we do. We're like if, how can I I do believe yeah. that. But I uh, I think like because I the thing that I practice is more of a surrender where I have to let go of trying to control things because I am very controlling. I don't know if you could tell from where you're sitting. I think everyone could tell from where they're sitting that I am a bit of a fucking busybody. I got a nose problem, it turns out. I'm, uh, I'm on the canal. I'm on the Eiffel Tower. I'm looking in your business. Uh, what am I, the police? Anyway, so I got all kinds of issues. So I spend a good portion of my time in prayer and meditation uh, trying to let go of the idea that I can control anything and sort of let the universe be. Like, well, that's I'm like, the interesting thing about all of this stuff yeah. for me is that it's all about intention. And to me, all this magic, all this stuff comes back to meditation. 
okay. to some degree. So I think, and then where does meditation uh, or prayer, where does that ultimately lead? To surrender, I think, kind of, like, like what you're talking about. I We're, mean, if you really go deep enough into it. Because I don't know how, I mean, if, for, for me, like, I, the magical thing that I believe in, hello, Rangers, and I might have alluded to it in, in one of the previous million episodes, but um, is that I think that literature, incredibly well-written literature, is not, is necess- is, is, a, is a person seeing into another world, like like literally a time-space rift. There's no way Tolkien was that good. There's no way the, the greatest storytellers of all time, they somehow saw a parallel universe and they wrote the tale. That's my theory. And I actually, it, it's, and, and there's distortions and there's better versions and not better versions. I don't know if you ever read, there's a very sweet, uh, pretty, lightly written so not an amazing piece of literature but it's called the dragon riders of pern and it's like young adult but it was written in the late 60s early 70s and she wrote uh forever until she died and too long quite honestly publishers were like what what happened next and she's like people died of old age how about that (laughs) and which is my greatest (laughs) annoyance with literature with series when publishers are like we'll just write another one about that guy she's like well he's 87 years old Guess what's going to happen to him? Well, he's going to die. <laughs> anyway, but th- that's the real, that's the sort of the magic. But, um, and this is not to deny anybody who believes in magic, but if magic were real and you could affect your, the reality around you, um, you would do it, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. First of all, I want to say that it's interesting to think about the writer almost being some kind of deity to that other world. Oh, like, right. Sort of a Lilliputian kind of... Yeah, because yeah. if you can look into this other world and capture their story, and now you've got their history or whatever, it's right. almost like you have delivered the Bible to a different dimension. You That right? is exactly what I think you've done. Yeah. That is genuinely... I'm on board. I'm on board That's with, a pretty cool idea. Yeah, I don't know. I don't... You know, I I used to babysit for this kid, and now she's probably thirty. Anyway, but uh, and she, when she turned eleven, was inconsolable. She didn't get a letter from Hogwarts, even though her parents loved her. She wasn't kept in a shack, and uh, there was be no reason. But she was like, I thought for sure I was a witch. I thought for sure I was going to go to Hogwarts, and she was inconsolable. And so. That's when I sort of – that's the first time I thought of that idea, which is what – I and it resonated with me. I was like, well, I think I've clearly believed this my entire life. As I tried to explain to her, she was like, do you believe in magic? And I said, this is what I believe. I believe that there is a way to see into other worlds and other realms, and our minds are bigger than you could imagine. And the people who write stories, like J.K. Rowling, wrote that story – that was her t- having a glimpse into another world. And I wish she would stop looking because she keeps uh, retconning things. She's like, no, Dumbledore's gay. Well, I don't know if you know this. Nagini's an, a person. And you're like, no, book's done. Book's done. Yeah. Write another book. You're good. And uh, so it's... It's but- the problem, too, of like when you, whenever you write something and you put it out, mm-hmm. and I think Wilco's got... It's a line in that one, Wilco's. Now it's the world's. Yeah, you know, and yeah. and and you can't control how they're they're going to um, use interpret it. it or use it. Yeah, um, it's no longer, and you can 
like you said, you can go back and try to change and like say, no, 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 this is the thing. But then I remember in a creative writing class in college, I wrote something that I thought was an interesting, this is how long ago it was. It was a guy, the story was a guy who put his soul for sale in the classified ads. Okay. You know, so this is before like Craigslist and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And you could update it. And the only, oh yeah, I probably could. But the only two people who showed up to the auction for his soul Mm -hmm. uh, at his apartment were the devil, clearly the devil, not disguising himself, (laughs) and a uh, teenage kid with like a a skateboarder. Okay. Who was like 17, 16 years old. And so the, he opens, the guy opens the auction. He goes, okay, now we'll start the auction for my soul. Mm-hmm. And the devil immediately bids a penny over what the kid had on him. Yeah. Right? And the kid's like, man, this is not fair. He's like, I'm the devil. What are you? <laughs> you think I'm going to, you don't think I know what you've, the what you've minimum got in your of what pocket. I have to do? Yeah. So anyway, the devil gets his soul and it turns out that the guy, um, thinks now he just has to sit back and he gets whatever he wants. And so then uh, it's not... Oh, that not wasn't ha- part of the deal. That's not part of the deal. And so he call- So he contacts the devil and he's like, wait, I thought I'm supposed to have all this stuff. And he said, listen, I have a reputation to keep. You can't just give me your soul and you get everything. You at least have to look like you're trying. Right. So if you would have just got off your couch in the last six hours and opened your door, yeah. and the guy goes, what? And he goes, open your door. Dumb, and he opens dumb. the door, and there's like a beautiful woman there. Right. And he goes, oh, and she goes, I've been out here for six hours. What have you been doing in there? Oh, and he's like, God. oh, I see how this works. Yeah, I have to try. at least try. <laughs> like the devil doesn't do so everything. So that was the point of, uh, yeah. that's, a, so, that's a great story. And so... uh and then the kid comes back later because he acts like he because he lost his keys uh, in the couch cushions or something. And yeah. So it turns out the kid is probably God. Who knows? But uh, anyway, all these people in class are like, "Oh, this means that when you wrote this and blah blah blah." The pro- blah 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 blah. blah. And it's I was just an like, "Analogy for World War II. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, I didn't know any. I didn't have any of this like planned." But uh, people were interpreting it in ways that I didn't, and ascribing all this like grand meaning to like metaphor, like imagery and stuff that I had no idea was happening. Right. And so it's like it's gone now. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah, it's out. You, you it's, it's in the world now. Yeah, it's yeah. in the world, and people are going to be able to do whatever they want with it. And you just have to be okay with that, I guess. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. It's. Uh... That's the way of it. But I do believe that if you think magic is real, you would do it. Mm-hmm. And when it works, you don't stop doing it, I don't think. No. And it's sort of like, you know, there's any number of, of things that once they work, you could astra- uh, uh, attribute them to magic. Well, like, I'll tell you, the most recent time I did magic yes, was two weekends ago. Okay. Or not even two full weeks ago. Um, it was a full moon. I was in Santa Cruz. Right. Lost Boys style. Okay. Uh, doing a, um, I was doing like a short film for a friend of mine okay. up there. And I was in a hotel and a, another friend of mine had texted me, oh, this is your full, this is your full moon. Like okay. you're a cancer. This is a full moon. It's in Aquarius. Like this is like the full moon for you to really manifest something or to really make something yeah, yeah. happen. Live it up. And uh, this friend of mine, she knew like something I'd been dealing with that had been like, you know, in my life that, you know, she knew something that I was really trying to do. Right. And she goes, this is the time for you to do it. Okay. And she she lays out some steps for me. Okay. Um, basically a magical ceremony to do in my hotel room. Okay. And I do it. 
Yeah. And basically, at the heart of it is it's just a major meditation okay. of intention. Right. Putting something into the universe. So I do it, and I'll tell you what, it's been great. It has worked out. I mean, so far, so awesome. Okay. I mean, it's like I feel not only do I feel like it worked, mm-hmm. I feel amazing about it. Right. Like I no longer... Because this, I love the sigil-based magic stuff that, like, what's, a lot of people, will, you know, in chaos sigil? magic. Okay, um, sigil a sigil basically is, and I'm not like a witch expert and all this kind of stuff. No, no. The basic nuts and bolts of it are a sigil is a magicy looking symbol. Okay, that you write. So, like, say you write a sentence down on something you want. Like, I want more road work than ever before, and then I'll get rid of all of the uh, vowels. Right. right. I'll cross them all out, and then I'll. Cross out all the extra, the repeating uh, consonants. Okay. Then I'll take all the remaining letters, and then I'll reconfigure them into a symbol. Mm-hmm. So you can't tell what the sentence originally was. Okay. And then I'll recon- then I'll write all that symbol. I'll break that symbol down, simplify it, and now it kind of looks like this weird magicy symbol. Okay. Right. That sentence. I want more road work than ever before. Okay. And so then I now I have that sigil. Okay. And now I meditate. Okay. Uh, on that sigil. And there's different ways to do it. Some people just do meditation. Some people use like sex magic for it. Um, because Wait a you, minute. Because <laughs> you can't be thinking of anything when you have an orgasm. Oh, okay. So if you're staring at the sigil when you have an orgasm, it's like the meaning well, of that it, sigil is burned into your subconscious. Now you no longer have to obsess about it. Because you don't... the universe will give it to you. You don't think about it. You just... Like when you're meditating on that sigil or on that idea, you're not thinking of the idea. You're not thinking of anything. You're trying to clear your mind. Is that meditation? You're just, yeah, you're just focusing on that thing, that want. That oh, you're focusing on the thing that you do indeed uh, you would like. Yeah, and then but you're spending all of your energy and all of your time, and you're thinking sort of good thoughts about that, yes. right? Oh yeah. Which I think is there's this book where I mean the thing is 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 if you're if you spend a half an hour or five minutes, I don't know how long you can meditate. I mean, people can meditate for hours. I've never been able to meditate for more than five minutes. Um, I'm not good at it, but uh, it's a learned skill. I would have to practice. I get that. <laughs> I get it. And so, but the, the music stuff helps me. Yeah, like the YouTube like meditation video music that really helps me. Oh, good. But yeah, and then uh, but to think because I think thinking sort of positive thoughts is a good experience anyway because like i uh and i've told this uh, had steve young on and steve young has a an instagram where he does the studio city life coach and it's essentially just a a mockery of life coachery except for that it's he also believes i mean that's what i love about people who like paranormal and who like self-help and who like all these different things is that they're like no i know go for it make fun of it uh but if it helps me what do you care? And uh, so, uh, but the, I read, it's the book, it's the Louise Hay, You Can uh, Heal Your Life, right? And one of the tasks in it is to do an affirmation 400 times a day in your mind. You don't have to write it. There's writing exa- uh, things as well. But the, but the one in your mind is, I love and approve of myself. And if you say it 400 times a day. Now, what that, and you do it for a month, for 30 days, 400 times a day, I love and approve of myself for 30 days. What it did, because I did it for, for a month one time, is that it makes me aware when I'm, when I'm saying exactly the opposite. And that awareness makes me whack-a-mole that. And so I, there's less time because all of that negative thought, 
all of that beating yourself up, all of that self-deprecating stuff, it isn't even conversation, right? I mean, if I said to you, well, I'm fat and I don't like myself, you'd be like, I don't, did you, okay, I'm sorry. Where do we go from here? Where do we go from here, right? It's like, am I fishing for you to say, no, you're not, you're great? Or am I just... Is it a, a cry for help, fifty-one-fifty me, before I go kill myself? Or is it just a complete and utter buzzkill? You know, yeah. you're just like, don't do that to yourself, is what you want to say to people. My ad, my ad, my ad. I'm about to do an ad. It's the Fab Fit Fun Box, you guys. Sign up for Fab Fit Fun today to get your fall box. The Fab Fit Fun Fall Box is in limited supply. These boxes always sell out. Use my code DORK to get $10 off your first box. Go to FabFitFun.com to sign up and start getting the box for a life well lived. Use promo code DORK to get $10 off your first box. It's over $200 worth of stuff for $39.99. And I'm in the middle of my great unboxing that my box this time excitingly has a ceramic and stainless steel teapot and since i've recently committed to drinking uh tea like a lady uh i'm going to wrestle this teapot open it's very exciting anyway oh there's a luna bar all right i'll eat a luna bar salted caramel nut anyway so <laughs> you guys Sign up for FabFitFun today and get your fall box. Not a lot of people live by a code. Live by the code DORK and get $10 off your first box. Let's get back into the show. We say things to ourselves that we wouldn't say to our worst enemies. Our worst enemies. And it's, it's got to change. And I, and I don't really know why it happens. Um, I don't know the... I don't think it's... I don't, I, I don't know if it's nature or nurture, but it feels nature. It feels like... You could have the nicest parents in the world. You could be the most, the best looking human on the planet and you're still beating yourself up about something. And so I don't know. I don't know. I think some of it, and I don't want to go like too like socialist here, um, but I think part of it is it's the system we're inside of. And I, I think the system that we've built for ourselves is so flawed uh, on such a fundamental level. But I don't think the Swedish feel better about themselves, do they? Well, who are... Is it the Danes <laughs> who have the highest self-esteem? Well, you know, something I have meditated on, which is, uh, and not, not for years, of course, is this is my little mantra, is if you would like self-esteem, do esteemable acts. Yeah. And so you... And that's, that's how I've tried to live my life. If I want to feel better about myself, help somebody else. Because that will make me feel better about myself. Yeah, like, who do we admire, you know? Like, who do we look up to? Right. Uh, it's because they're doing stuff. Like, oh, you know what? They're doing good stuff. Or, you know, they're a great person. Right. And so, like, be that person, I guess. Yeah, uh, or try. Yeah, or, or be try. the best person you are. Yeah. And, you know, just... And it, it's such a weird... Like, it, everything is simple, but nothing is easy. It's enormously irritating. That's like the worst part. <laughs> like, it's like, oh man! Like, I mean, sometimes I just don't know how I'm going to get out of bed. Right? You know, like it's like, well, it's very simple. You you move the f- covers down <laughs> and you put your feet on the floor. Right. You're like, or I don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I don't want to because it's getting cold, and yeah, I want to yeah. just cuddle under the covers and not go anywhere and just sleep it out. And I'm like, thank God I have to pee. 
right? Yeah. <laughs> get up. Yeah, right? Or that I'm starving. <laughs> right. I'm super yeah. hungry. Gotta is, get up. It does kind of like, it really fast. I'm like a creature of the night. I don't feel alive until it's night. Um, I mean, I'm trying to change that. Right. The older I get, just so I, I feel, because I do think it affects my overall mood if I've been up. Like yesterday, I was up at eight. Okay. And then hiked early in the morning. Um, and nice. then like four o'clock rolls around and I'm like, well, isn't it like midnight? Right. You know? <laughs> well, I mean, the like, great I've been thing up forever. The th- great thing about the road is that there's the 3 to 5 p.m. nap. Yes. The 3 to 5 p.m. nap is, there's nothing wrong with that. No, it's beautiful. It, but if you did a 1 to 2 p.m. nap, which is what Andy Ashcraft's dad did forever, for like 40 years, at 1 p.m. he was like, uh, see you guys in an hour. And he just would go lie down. Fully clothed, on top of the covers, <laughs> take a nap for 45 minutes to an hour. I love the fully and, clothed, on top of the covers yeah, move. Yeah, take your shoes off, of course, but yeah. I mean, you just lie down. And then an hour later, he's like, what do you guys want to do? Going to get stoned? And uh, and he's, his dad was a, he was a guy that got up at like six, took the dogs for a walk, you know, did the chores around the place. And, you know, he, was, he trained bird dogs for field trials from horseback. Which sounds like a job that you've made up. It's like, it feels like that you just gave me an ad lib that you filled it. I, Bird dogs I, on field trips from, or wait. What field was trials. It? Field trials from horseback. I've had to practice saying it. Essentially, he's a bird, he trains bird dogs to point, right? To point yeah. at birds and, and other things. He trains pointers. Uh, he he trains them for field trials, which is sort of the show dog kind of thing. And then he does it from horseback so that he can send them a half a mile ahead. And he could just use hand signals, I guess. And that's what he did for the last 20 years of his life. And he loved it with the power of the sun. And, uh, and, but that was his – and then he would stay up until 8 or 10, go to sleep at like 10, get up at 6, walk the dog. You know, do, just the, do it again. Do it again, and it was. He lived adjacent to it. You know, he would drink several beers a day. He would smoke some pot, uh, but he would get his work done. And it it felt like a guy who lived his life on his own terms, wasn't hurting anybody, wasn't doing anything, but what he wanted to do. Figured out his groove. Yeah, it was, a, and it was a groove that he didn't need. And this, and I don't mean to go fascist on you, uh, but uh, like he didn't, he didn't live off the tit of the government, right? I mean, he didn't need anybody's help. He made a living, and he lived his life, and he had a perfectly good life. It's a weird. It's a little harsh the way I put it. Anyway, but uh, but I did mention fascism, didn't I? Didn't I? Anyway, it is interesting because like being able to find your grooves. I think that's that's like the key to you know finding some kind of stability in your own life. And for me, like the paranormal really kind of, because I was thinking about this yesterday, people, I've always heard the phrase like, you know, sometimes things just pick you. And I think there is some truth to that, like when it comes to like something that you really love, but also you have to give it a chance. Like something can pick you and you can be totally shut off to it. Open the door. Open the door. Yeah. And for me, the paranormal, I can't stop like reading books like i'm reading a book right now called pk man it's about the study of this guy named ted owens okay uh by a guy named jeffrey mishlove who used to have a great public access tv show where he interviewed people like terrence mckenna and all. it was a very free thinking kind of public access show and 
He also like interviewed Michael Talbot, who was a guy who wrote the Holographic Universe book years ago. Um, anyway, like some like far out ideas. Okay. And so I'm reading this now, and like if in fact this Ted Owens guy who's no longer alive was being honest about what he claimed he could do, and they tried to scientifically study him, it's bonkers that what he can he create. He he said he was going to end the drought in California, and this was like in the 70s. And then next thing you know, there's a snowstorm and in san francisco right right? um he but there's also these crazy moral implications uh because he i haven't gotten that far into the book yet but in the introduction a guy was doing a summary of some of the things like he like made a plane crash so there's people who are dead because of his psychokinetic abilities right and he said he communicated with space intelligences these aliens essentially he would he would give them the message through like meditation techniques And they would do what he what he asked to show, right? And that does feel bonkers. All it, of that it feels, feels bonkers. Like... And then, but the book I read right before that is called "The Day After Roswell," mm-hmm. written by this guy, Lieutenant Colonel Phil Corso, who's mm-hmm. no longer he died in ninety eight. Mm-hmm. The book came out in ninety six, so he wrote it at the very end of his life because mm-hmm. um, I guess he couldn't really do it otherwise. Mm-hmm. He was in charge of the Roswell file, okay, uh, the nut file they called it mm-hmm. uh, for the Army research and development under this guy General Trudeau was his boss at the Pentagon. Okay, and so he's just laying out in plain sight all of the information about the UFOs, the alien bodies he saw them, mm-hmm. and that was seventy one years ago. Okay, uh, it was July seventh, I think, in forty uh, seven okay. when the newspaper reported it. Um, it's it's in that area. Mm-hmm. It's been like over seventy years since Roswell happened. So you want? I mean, the thing is, is you spend a good portion of your time going, "No, I want this. I yeah, want all I mean, this." And I also want to know, like, because for me, there's two things that change the world as okay. we know it. Um, in Paranormal Town, there's two major two major thoroughfares. One of them is UFOs, okay, aliens slash aliens, right? And the other one is ghosts, life after death. Okay. Because if we know that we're part of a large intergalactic neighborhood, which I truly believe we are, right? It seems and, weird that we'd be the only ones. Yeah. And and if you add to that, death as we know it isn't real. Mm-hmm. That our consciousness, our energy, our our soul, whatever people want to call it, continues on after form, after mm-hmm. this physical form is gone. That changes everything from the top to the very bottom of the way we live okay. in everything. Knowing that we're not alone mm-hmm. and that we don't die. I mean... That's like, those are the two, I mean, what two bigger things can there be to transform the reality of of our existence? But how does it affect going to breakfast? I mean, does it? I mean, I mean, the thing is, is you're right. You're right. Those are so big. And so it would be amazing to have proof of that. You know how I, you know how I think it affects going to breakfast? How? People who run or work, people who work in restaurants. Yeah. Are like. I'm not working here anymore. <laughs> get your own fucking breakfast. Right? Uh, get your own fucking <laughs> breakfast is right. Because guess what? Death isn't real. Uh, we're not alone. Why am I working a bullshit job to buy shit I don't need? Right. Right? It's like that old thing. But I think it changes everyone's mentality of like, what, why are we here? What are right. we doing here? And I think once we realize that we don't die, that question becomes paramount in our own minds. Like, what am I doing here? Have you, you know what? Have you ever read any um, Ian Banks? Ian M. Banks? I don't think I have. Uh, there's it. He wrote this thing. I'm forgetting the name of the world. It's a science fiction. It's very science fictiony. I'll show you the, one of the books. Player of Games was the first one I read, and it's about a world, five hundred million, whatever. It's very much in the future, and it is uh, 
a universe where there is, of course, an empire. And everything has been solved. And there is no death. And there is no poverty. And so everyone spends their time doing exactly what they want. And this guy, the guy that this is about, is a, he plays games. He's a game player. He's very, very good at it. And, um, and so the government um, wants to – but the thing is, is there are, there are machines that souls go into. There are machines that are sentient. And there is still the same questions. What do I do with my life? Like, what do I do with my life if I'm an immortal? And what do I do with my life? And if there are other, if, you know, if, if UFOs are, if, if there are aliens, and I genuinely believe, how can there not be? There's too many things hanging in the sky for us to be the only ones. It's a very simple argument. I've always, it really resonated with me. And it's like beyond the shadow of a doubt that there's UFOs, and there have been, the evidence for that is overwhelming. Right. To the point where it's almost like you're being crazy to flat earther uh to deny that there that there is other but the weird thing is is you know what stephen hawking said about aliens is that if they decided to show themselves to us the best case scenario would be that they would want us as pets the worst case scenario would be that they would want us as food and, and I hate to disagree with the smartest man who was who, alive, allegedly. but he's dead now. He's dead now. <laughs> you can, I don't think I don't agree with that at all. You don't. I I totally disagree with that. I think if someone is advanced, or if a, and maybe this is me being too new age will, and it could be, could be. Um, if some if a, a species of living creature is advanced enough to travel through space and time, mm-hmm. they've been around a lot longer than us. I right. think. Therefore, I think they've overcome that aspect of of conquering. like first of all they wouldn't have i don't think they'd have companion pets at all um i think companion pets would be like and i think and i, and I don't i don't get this mad at people another hour i don't get uh, mad at people who have dogs or cats or anything right. like that or lizards because i want a lizard but i'm just never going to get one probably but it's like, just passed oh very sad oh Tiberius, yeah what 23 kind of, oh what kind of lizard uh, an iguana 23 oh. years old i lo- oh he I was wanted beautiful. to get a monitor lizard because I heard you could like train them to a certain like where you could like take them on walks like a leash like a dog. They get you, so t- big. We used though. to uh, Andy had uh, Tiberius on a leash for a while. He was three and a feet, three and a half feet long. Wow. Uh, he was um, boy did Tiberius hate that leash. He was like, what? <laughs> I'm not moving fast. What? What? Why do you think you have to leash me? Even when he would run, like sometimes, very rarely, he would get angry. And he would charge with his mouth open, very slow. It's like watching someone run at you with a knife uh, across a football field, where you're like, "I'm gonna go get a hot dog." I'll yeah. be right back. <laughs> oh my god, he's still running at oh, me. Oh, he's still coming. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then cause the one time, the one time, the, the one time that he did it, that I that I was like, "What the hell is happening?" I just put the sh- I was working on the garden, and I just put the shovel in front of my foot, and Tiberius got to the shovel, and he goes. Well, thank God she's gone. He's not very, he wasn't very bright. He was very sweet, but he was not bright. <laughs> anyway, so you don't, you don't mind people, people. I, I don't animals. mind at all people because yeah. I want a dog again at some point, probably right. myself. But, um, but you don't, I don't think, think that aliens who, who travel through space and time, I think they'll be beyond companion pets to, I mean, I don't think they'd be like, they wouldn't have our system of living to a degree. I think that's the problem. We frame aliens like thinking like, well, what would we do? Right. Or, you know, it's like, but that's, no, we 
we like if birds or rabbits or cats or dogs were in charge of the earth, guess mm-hmm. what? Climate change wouldn't be happening. You know, we think right. we're so much smarter than everybody else. It's because we defined what smart was. Right. Right. So it's a fixed game. And a, a, a smart, a really intelligent creature wouldn't destroy its own environment um, for profit. Which is why I think Stephen Hawking thought that they would just murder us because we're clearly a pest. We're like mosquitoes. Yeah. And he'd be like, well, we'll keep a couple hundred of them because they're, they can be, they're cute. I think for me, it would be, we've been kind of like, I don't want to say, I, I, I'm not like a conspiracy guy anymore. Okay. I used to, when I was oh, younger, you? I, used, I used to get into that stuff a lot. Oh, wow. But there's, it's just a dark tunnel. It's a yeah, rabbit yeah. hole where someone's trying to sell you a bunker at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's very likely, I mean, many people claim to have contact with aliens currently. Right. And it's all about like evolving into a higher vibration and all this kind of like wooey stuff. And which I, no one's ever been abducted by aliens and come back and said, the aliens told me that I should work harder. <laughs> the aliens abducted me and asked me why I didn't have a 401k. <laughs> you know right, what I mean? Right. It's always like, no, you need to love more. Yeah. Y- your species needs to move past war. Mm-hmm. It's like you I've never heard an abductee or a contactee be like, the aliens... You and know. you've read some stuff. Yeah. And so it's... And, and I'm a member of UPARS, which is, what is the it? UFO Paranormal and Research Society okay. of Los Angeles. They get together once a month in uh, what are the Studio fees? City. 35 bucks? 20 bucks to be a member for the whole year. There you go. 20 bucks a year. And it's like 10 bucks to uh, then, listen to a speaker right, every right. month. Right. Then you just go to an IHOP yeah. and somebody speaks. So I think aliens, I don't think they're... I don't think they would, you know, farm You don't think us. they'd be like I, that. Obviously, I can't speak on behalf of species that may or may not exist. Yeah, and yeah. like how they'd be. But uh, I don't... I think we've been trained by movies and television to freak out. Yeah. Because the argument in, uh, Corso lays out in the book, Day After Roswell, because to me, it's a human rights issue. It's the number one... It's one of the number one human rights issues out there that if our government, which I believe is in contact with aliens and has been, and that they're not telling us, mm-hmm. like, they don't get that information. To keep it to themselves. Okay. To me, that's BS. Okay. You can't keep that from everyone. We all have a right to know. But, oh, people will all freak out. War of the Worlds when it came on the radio. Well, guess what? They, no one knew that was coming on the radio. There's plenty of other things that I don't know about that I'm just like, well, yeah. I wish you would stop doing that as well. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. And so, like, sure, some people might freak out if they tell, if, if you know, Obama would have come on and said there's aliens, we're in contact, blah, blah, blah. You know, there m- might have been some of that. But we've been trained through all these movies and television, all this stuff, to be told, well, they can't tell us. They're keeping it from us because it's for our own good. Like, to right. me, that's some real bullshit. <laughs> You don't need, yeah, you're, yeah, you don't need babysitting. You're a grown-up man. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I think everyone deserves to know. It's well, not it, like a private club that gets to know this information. Well, it would be, I mean, if they have the information, it would be great if they just told us. But um, it's, it is one of the things that I'm not, I'm not sweating because it's not my dorkdom, right? Because yeah, it's yeah. not, it's like. And you can get lost and go to like a real dark place. And I have to be careful because, you know, I have to keep my sense of humor about anything. Right. Or you just sound like a jerk. Well, yeah, yeah. And that is one of the things I like about you and Karen Rutowski. You're just like, though, it does make me laugh when Karen says, I know you don't want to believe in ghosts because you're scared. And I'm like, no, I'm not scared. I'm actually not scared. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm unmoved. And to be honest, it can be scary um, doing these investigations. Well, you know what? You know what's scary? Being in the woods at night, alone in the dark, uh, that sounds that sounds a little scary all by itself. That's I terrifying. I'm going to interview a woman in Lake Arrowhead. Yeah, which who is, where? is suing the state of California. Okay, because they're not posting Bigfoot warning signs at state parks. 
She What's saw, the name of your podcast? Uh, me and Paranormal You. And where is what? Uh, that's uh, it's when is like, that? It, it's in this all the interview is coming up. Hopefully, I'll have talked to her by the time. I don't know if it'll be out or not yet. It'll, we still haven't know. scheduled. But or check like, check at Rising R Y S I. We're at an hour, by the way. Oh, okay. It's a, it's at Rising on Twitter and Instagram, and see if because that 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 sounds awesome. Because she You're saw talk one that. by of her course. house. Uh, why? So she's like, "Why are they not warning people of this thing?" There's deer signs. Yeah. Why wouldn't there be Bigfoot yeah. signs? So, and, yeah. and you know, some people and some people like think this is really is pretty funny, and it is funny. And I like I'm into the Bigfoot thing, but the my buddy Alex, who's like a, um, he's like, he's a cryptozoologist kind of guy. Um, he likes a puzzle. What's that? Or he likes you know, cryptids. What's that? Like Bigfoot's a cryptid. Chupacabra's a cryptid. Uh, What's a but a cryptid uh, is an animal that is um, um, yet to be like scientifically scientifically proven that it exists or it's an animal that appears in a place where it has no reason being Loch Ness like if like uh, like Loch, Loch Ness, Ness is a cryptid okay um, so like the New Jersey Devil would be a cryptid Mothman's a the Mothman Rontowski's yeah. Mothman episode yeah. one of the greatest episodes she's, of the world she's great about that it's I am sorry to cut you off yeah but we are. We, <laughs> we gotta are go. Literally, we gotta go. You're, now you're like, oh, oh, we could keep talking, and people should definitely listen to the paranormal, the Ryan Singer. Okay, what, what's it? Uh, what, what's the name of the podcast? Me again? and Paranormal You. Thank you, and it's RyanSingerComedy.com. Yep. And the new album is Free Love. Free for everybody. Free for everybody. Uh, but it's called Free Love, and just go to Amazon, and then listen to it on Spotify and all the places, and uh, listen to his podcast, and see him do stand up because uh, alone the milkshake bit. Alone, which I'm sure is on the last album. Yeah, it's, on, it's on. It's on this new one, actually. Oh, it's on the new album. Yeah. Okay, you guys, you got to listen to that joke because that's a it's a real good one. It's a, it's one of my favorites. Oh well, thank you. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, this was fun. This All was right, fun. and uh, Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat, <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?